Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, we wanted to continue our discussion on this imagery of being rooted and anchored in Christ. Being rooted and anchored in Christ. Uh, the Bible is full of so many illustrations that deals with the agricultural term um, of sticking with Jesus, as well as the nautical term of uh, steering the course or remaining in a course uh, whereby we won't be swayed by every wind of doctrine. So again, uh, Bible uses agricultural analogies as well as nautical analogies in terms of where we need to be both psychologically, uh, physically, emotionally, as well as spiritually. God has a certain course for us to take, and he wants our attitude to be one that says, I am sticking and living with Jesus. I am not going to stray from the master. I'm going to do things God's way. Regardless of what my eyes may see, my faith tells me I can make it. And so uh, Christianity is not um, a position by where Christians quit. There's no quitting in Christians. I realize that some of you may have health challenges. I realize some of you may have gone through bankruptcy. Uh, I realize some of you... Uh, may have dreams that have been dashed. I do realize that we all go through challenges, uh, but the right thing to do is to uh, say to ourselves, we can make it, and we can make it. It's, it's, it's attitudinal. Uh, this is what Paul was able to do. He said, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Paul had precious. Uh, Paul had issues. Uh, He had a thorn in his flesh uh, that he couldn't get rid of. Uh, Then he finally realized through faith that God's grace was sufficient for him. Uh, So we as Christians, we don't quit. We turn it over to the master. uh, We're not delusional. We're not uh, closing our eyes and and saying all of these issues are going to go away if I just... uh, close my eyes and go to sleep and act like they're not there. No, we're, we're, we're not delusional, but we are realist. And the reality is through faith, if I put my problems in the hands of God, he will take care of it and he will take care of me. So when we talk to God on a daily basis, when we read his word daily, God will speak to us. God will give us the instructions or, as I like to say, prescriptions on what we need to deal with. So in the first episode on Rooted and Anchored, 
we talked about Jeremiah 17 and 8, where God's people had went wayward. They were uh, exercising uh, and involved in pagan worship, uh, which God rejects. They had altars dedicated to other gods. Again, Jeremiah 17 and 8. Uh, their sin, Judah's sin, was engraved on their hearts. It was ingrained, just like a sword with uh, engraving on it. Judah's sin was, was deep. Uh, they had uh, turned away from God and, and went whoring after other gods. And so uh, in Jeremiah 17 and 8, Jeremiah is telling them what God is, uh, wants him to tell Judah. The sins were so bad that it continued through the lives of the adults and trickled its way to the children, to the next generation. They had turned away from God and started doing things God didn't want them to do. And again, we don't have to go all the way to the Old Testament to see examples of paganism, to see examples of idolatry, to see examples of idol worship. Um, We in this country, uh, many of us, commit the same uh, transgressions. Uh, We have allowed uh, paganism into our homes. And I'm talking about Christians. Uh, We've allowed... Um, necromancy to sneak into our homes. We, we've allowed the occult to sneak into our homes. And God is warning us to not deal in these things. And I realize uh, in many cases, some people say, oh, this is not a big deal. Well, God isn't saying it's not a big deal. God is warning us. If you read Deuteronomy 18, he's warning us about things that will uh, stick to us and cause um, a buffer between us and the Holy One, between us and our maker. You may be saying it's not a big deal, but God is saying stay away from occultic things. Stay away from paganism. Um, and maybe you don't realize the things in your life are, pagan, are, 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 are idolatrous. Uh, is there a person that you worship, a person that you uh, have to check in every day on your Instagram, on your TikTok, on your Facebook? Is there someone that, that's a star that you love so much that you have to uh, check in to see what they're doing every day? Well, that person perhaps have become... Your mini God, uh, uh, and, and is there a store that you have to visit on a weekly basis? And perhaps you don't have to drive to this store anymore. Perhaps you can just shop online, and you find yourself shopping so much at this particular store that you have become further in debt. And God doesn't want that for you. God doesn't want us to, to owe any man. God doesn't uh, want us to uh, be in uh, physical bondage and be in financial bondage. This is why he created the day of Jubilee uh, in the Old Testament, that those that were um, in some type of indebtedness to other people would be set free. Uh, God doesn't believe in 
perpetual indebtedness. So we as Christians, we have a God that loves us. We have a God that's pulling for us. We have a God that loves us so much that he sent his son Jesus to Christ. And when Christ came, he came to give us insights into God's word and what God's word really means. And he loves us so much that he left us with the word, with the Lagos, with the good news, with the evangelion. He left us with these words to live a life and not just an ordinary life. God wants us to live abundantly. So Jeremiah 17 and 8 is a warning to us. Judah's sin is engraved with an iron tube inscribed with a flint point. This means that it's difficult for them to get out of it. It's not as easy to get out as it was to get in. And that's how sin is. Uh, sin is fun. Sin is, is, uh, uh, is, is always uh, fun in the beginning. It, it, it's, it's always opportunistic. opportunistic. It, it, it's always um, uh, something that we delight in in the beginning. But uh, sin, once it has a hold on us, uh, stick to us to the point that it, it, it is difficult to get out of it uh, because we've been doing it so long, because we're, we're so ha- uh, uh, used to uh, doing it the way that the devil wants us to do it. But when God saves us, he died for us to have all power. And regardless of what you're going through, uh, there's nothing that you are going through that Christ hasn't already nailed on the cross. Remember that. There's nothing that you're going through that Christ has not already nailed on the cross. So as Christians, we are overcomers. We have already overcame, and we will continue to overcome. So keep that in mind. We are to be rooted. Uh, if you've ever um, dealt in the yard, if you've ever dealt in, on, on a, uh, with planting things, and uh, you have a plant or a tree, more so a tree. Um, uh, I, I, I've planted a few trees over the years, and uh, in the beginning, uh, when you plant it, it's easy to uproot that uh, particular tree. It's, it's easy to uh, pull it up. It's easy to just move it from this pl- uh, uh, position to another position uh, within a few days. It's easy to do that. But once that tree has taken root, once that tree has been positioned, once that tree receives the nourishment that it needs from the water, uh, the nutrients that it needs from the soil, that tree uh, start growing and the branches grow out. And it's not as easy anymore to lift that tree up and to uh, position it the way that you could early on. And for the Christian, God wants us to be rooted just like the tree. Uh, some trees uh, are, are so rooted, it, it takes forever. It, it takes uh, majestic machinery to uh, uproot them because uh, they're Roots are so deep, but for the Christian, we can't be uprooted, but we can be influenced. We can't be uprooted, but we can go through uh, the valleys. We can't be uprooted, but we have to deal with uh, unnecessary winds of life. 
due to our disobedience. So God was upset with Judah. And he said that um, their, their roots had grown in places they shouldn't have grown in. Verse 7 uh, in Jeremiah 17, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. And all of that goes back to uh, verse 7. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord whose confidence is in him. So the key there is to trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. I realize uh, that you're going through a hard time, that you're going through a lot one storm on top of another, but trust in the Lord. Uh, we received an email from one of our listeners, and he's having to deal with uh, his wife's uh, medical issue. And I encouraged him to trust in the Lord. Uh, neurologists can't help her at this time, and uh, they, they've tried a whole bunch of medical procedures, but we can trust in the Lord. Uh, we've witnessed many people uh, at our local churches who've gone through the same thing, and God has answered the prayers. God has answered prayers, and even if he doesn't heal physically, God knows how to heal spiritually. And then sometimes God doesn't change the situation. He changes us to deal with the situation. So we are always trusting in God. He knows best when we trust in God. And when we trust in God, uh, Jeremiah is saying that it's, all, it's just like being rooted by streams of water. That's what it's like. It, it, it's just like uh, a tree that's planted by the stream of water and the, and the roots have developed. It's hard to move that type of tree. And it's hard to move that type of Christian who knows who God is, who knows that uh, regardless of what their eyes may see, God is still working on our behalf. Even though I can't see my deliverance today, God is still working things out. And as Christians, we have to stand firm on what we know about God. Uh, the devil will continue to throw his wiles, his missiles at us, but we have to be firm. We have to stand strong. And blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do to prosper. Uh, Psalm 1 and 3 is identical to Jeremiah 17 and 8 in terms of the spirit of what uh, the message is. We ought to be like a tree planted by streams of water. Then Matthew 13, verses 3 through 6, uh, we find Jesus um, healing in the previous chapters. And then when we get to verse, uh, chapter 13, rather, uh, verse, verses 3 through 6, we find this. It says, And he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow. 
And as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on the rocky places where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up because they had no depth of, so- of soil. So this is a comparison between uh, seas that fall in fertile soil versus seas that fall, that, that fall by the wayside. Uh, behold, the sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road. They didn't fall in the, fertile, uh, in the fertile soil. They fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on the rocky places where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up because they had no depth of soil. So he, the rocky places didn't take root as well. So the whole point is, God's word has gone out, and depending on each individual's heart, they will either embrace God's word or reject God's word. And if you embrace God's word, that's the fertile soil. If you accept Christ as your person, Lord and Savior, that's, that's the fertile soil. It, 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 the, the word of God will continue to grow. The word of God will continue to manifest itself in you, thus bearing fruits. However, the contrast, or, the, or to juxtapose rather, uh, the, the other side of the matter is the word of God has gone for, uh, forth, and there are some people who have rocky heart, hearts. They will not accept God's word. Then there are those who have uh, by the wayside type of heart, and they will not receive uh, God's word. And let's not um, be totally oblivious to the reality of those that go to church but may still not know Jesus. That's a reality, that there are those uh, who go to church that may not know Jesus. This is why uh, Jesus talked about the parable of the wheat and tear. The wheat and tear grow together. But when judgment day comes, God is going to separate the wheat from the tear. Then Jesus used another illustration. Be, care, uh, 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 be careful, rather, of those, uh, uh, in, in, in those wolves in sheep clothing. And that's what he's talking about is there are those who act like the word has taken root and that their hearts are fertile, but it's not. And as a result, they are imitating on the outside uh, some of the things that uh, those that are truly rooted are doing, but in their heart, they're really not of God. They're really not of Christ. They're just... Uh, imitating Christ, and uh, it's evidence that the seed or the gospel has not taken root in them. Then, uh, as we look at this whole imagery of being anchored, we just dealt with being rooted, but being anchored is another imagery that the Christian uh, should take a look at. Ephesians 4 and 14. Paul writes, so that we may no longer be children, and tossed to and fro by the waves and carried, and carried, this is very important that we pay attention to this, and carried by every 
wind of doctrine. By human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. This is Paul, Ephesians 4 and 14. So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. And this is important that we don't uh, be carried away by uh, certain false teachers. Uh, those who are compromised, who are compromising the principles of the scriptures. Uh, we're living in a time now where uh, professed religious leaders are saying things that are not in concert with the scriptures. Uh, we're living in times where uh, certain religious leaders are willing to compromise uh, God's word just to be popular. They are willing to compromise God's word just to continue selling books. They are willing to compromise God's words just so they can stay on television. Uh, But God will not be mocked. God wants us to share the truth in love. Um, And I use this illustration all the time. If or when I go to my doctor, um, I prefer for them to tell me the truth in love because they actually care about me rather than withholding the truth because they don't want to hurt my feelings. I need to know the truth so that we can deal with the situation. And that's uh, who God is. God is, is, is the chief physician. And God will tell us the truth uh, through the words of Jesus Christ as found in the scriptures. And so we as uh, Christians, we are to profess the gospel. We are to share the gospel because the world needs to hear it. Your neighbor needs to hear it. Your family members need to hear it. And guess what? Other church people need to uh, hear it as well. So we have to tell the truth as it is. We can't abbreviate it. We can't elongate it. We need to tell it like it is. God wants us to tell the, uh, tell the truth and then tell it as it is. He don't want us to uh, uh, add to it. He don't want us to take away from it. Paul writes, as a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love making every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ has apportioned it. This is why it says uh, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. So it's important that in terms of doctrine, We stay anchored. We stay rooted because we are of one body, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And we need to preach uh, the major essentials that unify us. Well, our time has, again, uh, come up against us. We pray that you were blessed by what was said today. Continue to pray for this ministry as we continue to uh, edify and train Christians in defending the faith. 
If you would like to give, please go online, srministries.org, or you can send a check to P.O. Box 582-306, El Grove, California, 95758. Remember to do for the truth what so many do for a lie. God bless. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister, Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. What do you do when the world around you is falling apart? It's amazing to me how many people are breathing air. They're going about their business and doing the things you're supposed to do. But if you really ask them, they know that on the inside, they are spiritually and emotionally and relationally dead. If we're not careful, all of us can experience that death. When what we need to do, even as the world around us is falling apart, we need to learn how to march when it would be easier to stay where we are and die. Join me each week on the March or Die show as we discuss that and so much more.